0: Here's my story. I was living the dream. I was working in a job that paid well, going on nice vacations, had a lot of friends, great husband and kids. I had everything I thought I wanted or should want, but I wasn't feeling it. At 49 years old, I found myself ready and willing to rewrite almost every single story in my life. It will always be a work in progress, but that focus and intention has taken my life in an incredible new direction. And now I wanna show you that you can do it too. Let's take five days together and write a brand new story for your life. A new story about your work, your relationships, your health, your money, all of it. I'll meet you Monday, August 21st through Friday, August 25th at 5 p.m. PST, 8 p.m. EST for the back to you free transformational challenge where we will rewrite your story. Each day I'm gonna lead live workshops where I walk you through the steps you need to take to rewrite your story. And don't worry, I have it all recorded and available for you if you can't make it live. Do you wanna be exactly where you are right now, one year from today? No? Then save your seat. Let's rewrite your story together. Link in my bio. Women aren't born warriors, we become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week I'm interviewing women who through tragedy and triumph are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Hello, warriors. What does it take to transform? To release identities you have carried over the years and journey back to yourself. My guest today has transformed herself many times in business, in her relationships, and in her soul. Soul transformations. Navigating the struggle with tremendous self-love and self-compassion is an integral part of the process of transformation. But how do you do it? How do you lead with love and let go of the past to transform into the person you've always dreamed of, the person you want to be? That's what we're diving into today. This is an incredible and inspiring conversation about loving yourself, letting go, and the power of generational healing. There are tons of gold nuggets in this podcast, so get ready and share it with anybody you love. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify so you can be the first to know when an episode is released each week. Okay, let's get into it, but first. I always say I have the best job in the world. I get to help women unlock their limitless potential so they can have it all. If your mind is saying you can't have it all, that's fear running the show. I'm here to tell you, the only thing between you and holistic success is you. The doors to Limitless Warrior are officially open. Join Limitless Warrior. It's time to dig deep and shine bright. It's time to permanently break up with fear. If you want all the holistic success you've been dreaming of, join us. It's a 12-week program, once a week, on a zoom for 90 minutes. Get off that hamster wheel and be the limitless woman. You know, you are inside the link to save your spot is limitless-warrior.com. Join us. All right, everybody, welcome to the show, Stacy McFarland. Stacy McFarland embodies the power of calm. As a mindset coach and business owner, she helps women and their teams tap into their souls and create success from a place of ease, peace, and compassion. Stacey was awarded by the local Chamber of Commerce Business Person of the Year Award. This award was given to her in 2020 during the uncertain times of the pandemic shutdown. She has been praised for her ability to maintain an upbeat and positive attitude while pivoting her business in a new direction that not only helped her business survive, but it thrived. Stacey is a sought-after mindset coach for leaders and their teams. Her clients have next-level results with their business and personal lives, achieving it all while stressing less. Oh, Stacey, that sounds wonderful. Welcome to the show, Stacey.
1: Oh, thank you, Liz. I am so excited. When I woke up this morning, I was like, it's Liz Day. So excited to be here.
0: It is Liz Day. It's Stacy Day for me. And <laughs> everyone should just know I ador- I could like start crying now, Oh, <gasps> I just love you. I'm so happy to do this with you today. This is really like bringing me to a level. I'm so excited <sighs> to have you here. <sighs> mm. <sighs> just want to drink you in. I love you so much. Okay. Let me hold it together, people. Jesus, God, <laughs> help me. Okay. Stacy, I adore you. I always have. Um, I'm so excited to share you with my audience. We did actually have a little brief moment of you because we did the uh, "The Kids Are Not Okay" too uh, podcast, where you chimed in a little bit about your your children are now grown, but we talked about how you would do it differently if you had to raise them now. So mm-hmm. if you haven't heard that podcast, go back and grab that. The kids are not okay too. But you are a well-known mindset coach, and you are able to transform, like I said in my, your intro, transform stress and pressured people into peace and ease with the power of calm. I like to make it sound very mysterious because it's <laughs> exciting. We teach what we most need to learn, Stacy. <laughs> yes. So tell me, where were you in your life before this important work of power of calm, and why is this so important to you?
1: You are so right. We teach what we need the most. I was a business owner in another business. I was a salon owner with a boutique. And what was happening on the outside and what was happening on the inside were two completely different things. I say that I kept myself zipped up in a shell of perfection. It looked perfect, right? I had a loving and supportive husband, a salon that was so busy, booked out, all the things. But on the inside, the truth was it was far from perfect. I was full of fear. I had moments um, that I actually felt hopeless and I tied my worth to this business. I was desperately trying to prove myself and I was chasing a feeling of safety and security that later realized that I had been chasing since my parents' divorce when I was around five years old. So that is a long time to, to, be, long chasing time to be
0: chasing that yes yes yeah yes and it's so fascinating because when we talk about going outside ourselves like and and let me just say who who hasn't experienced this? i can't imagine one person on this listening now hasn't had the feeling of wow on the outside i'm looking pretty good right now if they only knew if they yes. only knew right like that's that iceberg diagram where it's like here's the tip of the iceberg. And then there's all this other iceberg underneath the water that no one can see, or like the analogy of the duck that looks very calm on the outside, but the little feet are going like a mile an hour. So I, I'm sure so many people are resonating with this, but it is such an amazing thing to start to work on the fact that it's not the outside things. Cause you can mm-hmm. have a great marriage, a, a cute hot husband, a cute, you know, shirt on, yes. your hair done, you can be in shape. All those things can be like you can be making money, have a business, all the things, right? And everyone's looking at you like, "Wow, she has it all." But if you don't have that internal happiness, that internal peace
1: and calm, it means nothing. Nothing. And it actually, I I worked harder on the outside chasing those feelings. So it felt further and further away. If that makes sense, like the more I work towards it, thinking that the end result was going to be those feelings that I had been craving. And it was never, it was never there. It was never there.
0: Yeah. And it's fleeting, even if you get it for a minute. Let's say, you know, you go on a gorgeous vacation, right? Like you go on a gorgeous vacation or you go to a retreat. Let's say you're taking care of yourself. Everybody has that feeling of you come back and it's like your soul has been crushed again. It's like you, it's almost like, it's like a bad boyfriend, right? Like you break up with them. You're like, fuck you. Goodbye. I'm on my own now. This is going to be so great. And then all of a sudden you like feel yourself creeping back to the bad boyfriend. You're like, oh no, oh no. I feel the pull of the bad boyfriend. And then you're back with them right? Yes. That's like what it feels like when it just keeps going back,
1: right? 100%. And it feels like you're like starting and stopping, pushing and pulling constantly, right? Because you know, you want more. You're connected to your soul. You're like, I want this, I want this. And then here comes that mindset. Here comes that yep. mindset. So Slamming let's it down.
0: hundred percent. Let's talk about transformation because I love the word transformation mm-hmm. because it really means to go beyond our current status. Like sometimes people are like, well what is it tra- oh, you've been totally transformed. It, it, they don't I don't think they realize the power of that. That means you go beyond and even sometimes when you can't see what the, what that's gonna be. <laughs> right? You're going beyond what your current reality is and you're transforming into something else. So you have been through many transformations that even I have witnessed, I haven't even been with you your whole damn life. What do you think has been your biggest
1: transformation? My biggest transformation would be how I feel. Would be 100% how I feel. I no longer white knuckle my way through the days. I had some dark days and no one would have known that and I don't have those feelings anymore. I am very connected, happy. I am not desperate. I am not struggling. I'm not looking for something to make me feel better. I live enjoy. I live in love. You know, nothing is perfect, but that is my general feeling all of the time. And that is very different from feeling hopeless, from feeling stress, pressure, right? For feeling like I wasn't enough. I love myself, truly, truly love myself and love who I am. And that's, it's a beautiful new relationship to have with myself. And fun when something happens and i realize wow don't even care <laughs> don't,
0: even, don't care. even care
1: i don't even care <laughs> don't um, even care i love that um so for
0: people so listen a lot of times and you and i have both done this when we work with people and we use words like self compassion and love yourself you know that sounds great stacy i'm going to be this person i'm going to be one of our listeners okay that sounds yeah. great stacy that you have a loving relationship with yourself but I'm over here criticizing myself over every fucking thing. And I'm also blaming myself for everything from my weight to the way my relationships are. I feel like I'm a, a hot mess, even though maybe on the outside I look cute, I'm a little bit of a hot mess. And I I don't even know what it means, Stacey, to, get, to love myself. So if someone listening is saying that, what do you think the first step is? What is the first step getting on that path to, I'm going to have this relationship with myself. Like I'm actually going to try to get to a place where I can live, love myself.
1: Mm. First, I want to say that I hear you. I see you. I was the one, I was that person. I was full of self-doubt. I was full of shame. I was full of, if there was a low level emotion, that's what was swirling inside of my body. To love myself was like, are you kidding? Love had to come from external. I was only lovable if someone else was loving me. Interesting, right? Interesting. So I would say the first step is the awareness of knowing that you're repeating the same pattern over and over again and slowing down enough to say, wait a minute, this doesn't feel good. There has to be a different way. It is really part of the slowing down and the awareness. And I'm 100% about coaching. You need support. You need help navigating it. And when I went on my journey, I actually hopped on a plane and knew no one out of complete desperation and flew to a retreat all by myself because I was like, there has to be a better way. I kept finding myself back in the same spot over and over again. And it's a journey and it's a process and you have to extend yourself grace as you go through it and just realize why you do the things the way you do. And that releases a ton of shame, a ton of guilt, right? When someone helps you on this journey and you realize, oh, I do that because of this yeah right this belief system that you have about yourself it's not true and you just uncover and discover and make different choices and it's it's beautiful the other side is beautiful just yeah. keep going
0: yeah keep and it's going to be uncomfortable
1: <laughs> oh yeah going to be uncomfortable
0: <laughs> um and i think it's great what you're saying because it is an uncovering and a discovering and in that process, it's going to be uncomfortable, but there is a light and a beauty on the other side. And it is a journey. This is not a one and done. You don't go to coach and then all of a sudden it's, I'm fixed, you know? It's more yeah. like it's a discovery and it takes time to kind of peel back some layers of this programming, this belief, these beliefs that have been in our minds since we were little girls, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's our teachers or our parents or whoever, you know, said some things to us, we internalize that stuff. It's almost impossible not to have done that. So you don't even need to shame and blame yourself because I don't even know a person, not a person who hasn't had that happen to them, right? Like parents unknowingly, teachers unknowingly, you know, kind of put some things on us and then we made meaning of those things. And unfortunately, all of us women, and I'm not gonna exclude one person, all of us women right now are walking around, little wounded girls Mm -hmm. who just had a couple things That were said to them or done to them that made them so just Mm internalize that, and so we're all reacting out some of our old programming, right? So, and we don't—we're not even aware. So it's so great Mm -hmm. because you're right. Having a coach because you don't—you're not going to learn to play soccer and not hire a coach to help you play. Like you—you—you hire a you hire a doctor because you're not feeling good. You hire a coach so you can go on this journey and have a guide so you're not wandering in the dark cave. With no fucking light. Like you need somebody who has the light in the cave over here. This way, Liz, Stacey, this way. Right. Like otherwise, my God, it can feel
1: really daunting. Well, it's the resistance, too, is a huge factor, right? Because you and I know that our mind wants us to keep us safe. So anything that's unfamiliar, which would be stepping into your own power, knowing, you know, loving yourself, that is not familiar. Your mind actually tries to keep you safe by pushing you back into the incredibly uncomfortable. So you have that resistance. And a coach is also going to help you with the unseen. They can have a whole different perspective. They're not emotionally attached to what you're navigating. So they can help with the unseen because we we only know what we know, right? We're only willing to see or can or can see. Let me say that. We can only see what we can see.
0: Yeah, that whole thing I love to say, and you've heard it before, but the whole, you cannot see the wine label, you cannot see the label of the wine bottle from inside the bottle. Yes. You cannot read the label of the wine bottle from inside the bottle. You need someone to be like, the label says, you know, like when you're in there, you can't see it. Right. Um, Absolutely. Let's talk about identity because Mm. especially, you know, when I think about your journey I want to talk about that specifically to you, but I first all, I want to just talk about it in general identity. How does that get in the way sometimes of the work that we want to do, or if we're willing to transform? Like what how does identity come into
1: play? Oh, wow. Well, identity to me, like it, I think the definition of identity has actually changed a couple of times for me. But I feel like we're so attached to what we do, right? Or that we're the mom or we're this person and how we're showing up in the world that we don't know any other way. And it's really hard to cut that so that we can show up as our truest self. The identity I used to carry about myself would probably be like a lot of labels and limits and felt like, well, this is what I believe about myself. So this is what how I need to show up. Don't realize that there is another way. And this is beautiful. This is a vulnerable share um i have had several failed marriages all of those in search of my identity not knowing it was okay to be me figuring out who i was and attaching to other people and entering into their world which was when i look at that now i didn't see it for a long time what i saw was someone who had a lot of failed relationships but as i dove in i'm like Ugh. I didn't know it was okay to be me, and the differences in the relationships and how I was showing up would probably even shock you. I think I've shared some of them with you. You shared though. some of
0: that. It does shock me because I know who you are inside your heart. So yes, of course, it's going to shock me because I'm like, what? No,
1: but yes, right.
0: Me some, but yeah,
1: right. Yeah. So interesting, right? So yeah, yeah, I. Yeah. I, I think also,
0: you know, when you say failed marriages, I just want to invite you to a perspective
1: mm. a that
0: those were transformative marriages.
1: Absolutely. Those Absolutely.
0: Failures, Stacey, those were transformative. And for everyone listening, if you've been married once, twice, or 17 times, I don't care. Those are still transformative marriages relationships. Those are transformative. They're not failures, right? You learn something. It would be a failure if you learn nothing. If you learn nothing, you didn't grow. You did the same thing over and over again. But really that's rare. People do learn from these things, right? And they Mm -hmm. transform and you realize, oh my gosh, I don't have to look to this other person. That was so profound when you said, you know, I was looking for these other people to love me and then I could be lovable, right? But when you get to the point where you say, oh my God, I love myself so much, then the relationship you're in is like icing on the cake versus
1: the entire cake. 100%. It becomes a want instead of a need, right? When you love yourself already, when you're full already, then gosh, the level of that love is incredible when someone else is pouring into something that is already full, then it overflows. But when they're pouring into something that is completely empty, it's like little drops in an empty, you know, empty container yes, and that yes. you can just feel the difference, right? And those things. And thank you for catching what I said about those failed marriages. So interesting. I have done a ton of work around that. And that was an identity that I was still attaching to. So thank you. I just got coached. I just well, got you just coached. released an
0: identity. So yay, you on the middle of the podcast, <laughs> boom, done. That's not my identity anymore. No more failed Beautiful. marriages and
1: things. That's no. right. It's just that. part of my journey
0: yeah it is and you know what that's why you're so brilliantly able to lead people through this because people that are going through a divorce people who are going through Mm -hmm. these identity shifts i think it can be really scary and painful and since you've done this since this is something that you've done and you continue to do you're so you're the perfect person to kind of have you're the light you're the Mm -hmm. light in the cave Mm -hmm. to lead people you know through that through that whole journey um i want to talk about the complete identity shifts, like kind of like we're talking, we just, you just had one, but sometimes that can feel like a death. Like I've had identity Mm. shifts that literally feel like I'm dying, like literally, because sometimes we're killing off older versions of ourselves and it really feels frightening because sometimes we don't even know who, who, who am I becoming? Like, who is this? I don't, I know I'm not that anymore, but like, who is this now? Like, who am I? So I wanted to kind of, and I believe it's a kind of a, a, um, emergence of our soul trying to shine through. That's what it really is, right? Because all these identities usually, like you're saying, are attached to external things and they're really not, they're just baggage, right? So have you had that moment where you've had one of those identity shifts that have, and it felt like a death or it felt like so big that it was like terrifying?
1: I've had several of those. Honestly, I really have had several of those on my journey and navigating back to me is what I like to call it, my transformation back to me. The most recent one I had is when I decided to do a career change, when I decided to trust my soul, right? I decided to split, you know, play the trust game instead of the safety game and completely shifted from a very successful business into my passion which is coaching. My journey to that was so interesting because I was like, who am I if I'm not part of this business? It was a part of my life for a long time. And you you hold on tight to it. You hold on tight to that part of your life. But then once you finally make it through the other side, it's absolutely beautiful. It's like you can hear the angels singing when you come over. I feel like a lot of women go through that too when their children grow up. I said that a lot. I used to say when my kids left the house, I was like, I have two two boys of my own. I also have two um stepsons who I adore. But I used to say, I don't know how not to be a mom. Because in the midst of all the the things that were happening to me that weren't going quite as planned, right? Now that I know all this wisdom, um, they were all lessons, all part of my journey. Thank you for helping me with that. And But the one thing that I was always solid on was how I showed up as a mom. So that was interesting, but I didn't have to stop being a mom because you're never done being a mom once you're a mom. Then their needs change a little bit. Um, Just connecting to yourself and trusting yourself that it's all a process and it gets better. It gets better and better once you emerge out out of the safety of the cocoon into your next identity beautiful
0: yes and you know what I just recently learned that is so incredible you maybe already know this do you know that if you um take a caterpillar before it's become a full butterfly if you take it out in the middle of that transformation and Mm. you just take it out it will never fly because it needs the struggle could that just does that just bring you to your knees it literally makes tears pop
1: yes yes It,
0: it needs the full struggle and uncomfortability to grow the wings to fly.
1: I love that. I love that because I feel like, right, that's what the foundation of what we were made of, right? Like how much we learn on our journey through things. Yeah. I love that
0: yeah yeah but speaking of moms because we were talking about mm. you're always a mom, all the moms, you know where I'm going with this recently, I've been sharing how my mom is working on herself. We did a whole podcast about it. I did interviewed my mom uh, for Mother's Day and how she's you know in her 70s in the work of her and it's so beautiful and how it really changed our relationship. It was already changing because I changed but then when she started doing the work it's even changing even more. Why was that so compelling to you?
1: Now I'm going to get emotional. Thank you for trailblazing that, first of all. And then thank you for being there for me as I navigated this with my mom. But I think as women who have done the work like you and I have, right, our journeys back to ourselves, we can see things a little bit differently. And watching my mom still be in pain and still carry her stuff that wasn't truth, with her and knowing what it felt like for me to lay mine down. I wanted that for her so much, but just could not, you know, when you go through the work, you don't want to be, you know, righteous all of a sudden, right? And tell everybody what they need to do. Telling everybody, yeah,
0: what they need to do. And they're so wrong and they're right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's it's back to the
1: butterfly. It's back to the butterfly. Like everyone is on their own journey. Everyone needs to, to process exactly how they're going to do it. And um, I wanted my mom to have peace. I wanted my mom to love and accept herself unconditionally and be able to lay down some of those labels that she's actually, you know, put on herself. Because no one judges us harder, probably, than we judge ourselves. And, um, yeah, we, I just started coaching my mom because of you Liz because of you Liz kept saying she wants you to lead her she wants you to lead her and we just started this and one weekend and what a difference um it was beautiful getting to know your mom like I met Liz's mom at a retreat yes. and these retreats that Liz and I go to are there's something aren't they They're gets it's, yeah, they it's a <laughs> it's a whole thing <laughs> so a whole thing watching your mom navigate that and being open to it all the all the examples that you've done have just given me hope and I will tell you that I have connected again with my mom on a whole different level and it is it's beautiful so thank you
0: it is beautiful and thank you for even being open to that I think it's so incredible this mother-daughter relationship especially Mm -hmm. you know we are not 16. We are not 25. You know, our mothers are older. They're, you know, how old is your mother? Is she in
1: her seventies? She, she, yeah. She's in her seventies. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so she's in her seventies.
0: I mean, the regrets that like, I didn't want my mom to die with regrets. I didn't want my That's, mom to die with this kind of feeling of like, I've not like my life's over. Like, what am I really doing right now? Uh, and when they re-engage at the, in the work you know, at this age in the seventies, I think it's so beautiful because they start to realize that, you know, they don't have any limits. Like they're, that everyone's going to die eventually, right? Like we're all going to die one day. So why not make these years that you have, right? You've got this, this life that's going and why not make it beautiful? And why not make it happy for you? And why not let go some of those things that have been for Mm -hmm. years just absolutely weighing you down, like the lightness of that, right? Just knowing you could let it down and just be like, I'm gonna forgive this and forgive this person and forgive myself and just let this go is so amazing. Like that's how we all want to die, just free, right? Like we don't have and nothing left on the table. I lived the best life I could. I loved people. I, brought, I did everything that I wanted to do, right? That's how we want yes. to go out. We don't want to go right. out with this boatload of regret. So right. when I when you were talking to me about your mom and then the fact that you kept she was kind of curious, you know, she was she was saying certain things to you. I wouldn't say she wants you to lead her to every person. Let me just say some people are some people's mothers are not very coachable. They're right. not available for this right now and that is okay. That's their journey too. But Stacy's mother was giving some clues. And maybe we should talk about what those are. But she was giving some kind of clues that she was interested, in, which made me know that that's what she was waiting for. She just wanted you to warmly invite her in to the work of her, so that she could feel safe to actually do it. And 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 also, you have got to tell people what she said when when you were like, "Do you want to do this?" And what that what she said
1: back to you when she was like, "What if I fail?" Or what what did she say? Like one hundred percent. Yeah. Just and um. So it, commercial. Yes. She said, well, first, you know, because my mom's generation, which is similar to your generation, is they put themselves pretty low on their list. Interesting, right? That that didn't serve them. It, it doesn't serve anyone. And it's always, I don't want to be a bother, right? And to me, that means that that generation and women in general have been, you know, like, let me, let me do all the things. Let me show up as superwoman, but I don't want to bother anybody isn't that interesting so that was the first thing she said and then she said well what if I can't do it what if I fail and I was like wow right and when you listen you really hear what people are thinking but our first coaching experience she came to my house we sat at the dining room table just her and I here and I'm leading her through and she's so willing and we do this um I had her close her eyes and breathe and tap into herself. And I saw a look of calm on my mom's face that I have never seen. And at that moment, it occurred to me that she's been chasing the same thing I chased. She has been chasing that calmness, that safety, and that security. And she found it. And when she opened her eyes, she didn't move her body. And when someone doesn't move their body and just opens their eyes, they don't want to lose the feeling. They don't want to lose the feeling. So that in itself was just worth it, was just worth it. So yeah, we're going to meet, we're meeting every Friday and this Friday, last Friday, we did a little plant. She helped me plant some flowers and next Friday, we're going to go shopping. So we're turning it into a whole thing and it is beautiful. Beautiful.
0: I mean, I just love this. I love this. And I love that Mm. she gets to learn. You know, when we start stop learning and growing, we're dead. So look at Mm. her, look at her embracing life like this. Like you know, the planting of the flowers is such a meta- metaphor because you were planting those flowers before with absolutely, you did not want to plant those flowers. You did not want to be there, Stacey. You were like, I'd rather die than plant these dumb flowers. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do it. So now the planting of the flowers is like a whole new meaning because she's literally growing herself, right? Yes. And she's feeling alive. Yes. It's incredible.
1: And she loves to do that. And I actually, you know, I said, after you're done, take your gloves off and just put your hands in the ground. Cause she was, we were talking about things like that and connection to the earth and grounding. And she's like, it was so beautiful to see her be open to, wow, that's why I probably like to do that. And I'm like, absolutely. Cause she loves to dig in the dirt. It's her therapy. And I'm like, She's much more spiritual than she ever gave herself credit for.
0: Oh, this is
1: so juicy. Yeah, so good.
0: All right, Stacey, tell me, we're going to go to the speed round soon, but tell me quickly, how can people, of course, I'm going to put your links and everything in the show notes to all your fabulous things, but tell people how they can get in touch with you or work with you.
1: The easiest way is to go to my website, which is soulstudio.us. So soulstudio.us. That's the website. There's the link to my social media is there. There's a little freebie gift there, a little video if they want to stay connected and join my email list.
0: Because maybe we'll put that link there and they can just-
1: Oh, that's a, right. It's the Achieve More and Stress Less video. So oh. it has. it's a little tips in there, I'll right? Yeah. We need, can we, you give that to us? The warrior woman. 100%. Women, so we that okay, that I would love note. to gift that to your audience. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Beautiful. Yes. Okay. Well, I want it for me. So there we go. Okay.
0: Um, okay. It's out ta- of the speed round. Here we go. Party time. Uh, you just fill in the blank. No wrong answers. Okay. I
1: am learning that. It's okay. Not to have all the answers. How's that? That life, life is a process. Life is a process.
0: I love that. When I feel lost, I
1: meditate, hands down, connect back to myself, meditation.
0: Yeah, I feel like that now it's my tapping, like the tapping is literally and every morning
1: I don't want to do it. And every morning I'm like, this really works. (laughs) It really does work, right? Because when we're sitting in our meditation, I can feel my body vibrating, like I can feel the energy moving. We've just been taught to just restrict and be tight and hope it all goes away. We're the luckiest, Liz. We know all, we we are so lucky to be able to have these tools to tap through things.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Uh No pun intended, but pun intended. Um, I'm a woman who...
1: Mm, Loves herself first.
0: Yes. I love that. I love that. I am proud of the fact that
1: I... Probably most proud that I changed careers from a place of trust instead of a place of safety.
0: Yeah, you really went big, let me just say. St- Stacy sold her boutique and her business, her her salon, and literally now she is the owner of the building that the salon and the boutique are in. And if I had told you that five years ago that you were gonna do that, what would you have said? No way. You would have said you're out of your stupid ass mind. You're crazy, Liz. What are you talking about? That's not even like a possibility for me. And you, I was like, yeah. it was like, hello, here I come.
1: Mm, having a good support system, great friends like Liz, right? And our network of our soulship, that community is so important. It is so important.
0: Yeah, we have we have a little text group that are actually it's a uh, Marco Polo group of coaches that we went through the same uh, program together teaching mind magic. And we call it the soul ship. It's a text. It's a polo. It's all the things. And we have redefined friendship to be a soul ship because you can go in there and cry your face off. You can be in the worst, most horrible point of your life. And we just come in there, and we say, "We see you. You're so beautiful. We love this for you." Like we just, yeah, we are just all over each other, and it's so wonderful. I love it.
1: It's so, and oh, you can see the picture behind me. That's us. Oh yeah, that's our social. Yes, social. that's us back there. So it's beautiful, and I love how we show up. Hair towels, bathtubs, yeah, right. Yeah. Morning right. coffee so, doesn't matter.
0: Right, From the laundry room everywhere. I always say, "What do you always say?"
1: I always say. Their reaction has everything to do with them and nothing to do with me. I like that. The text
0: has everything to do with them and nothing to do with me. In other words, what they think
1: about or say is none of my damn business. <laughs> 100%. But I used to hold on to that, right? Like I was looking for my acceptance, my worthiness from other people. So now it has nothing to do with me.
0: Love it. Freedom. Total freedom.
1: Good. Love it. Okay, I'm really excited about. Oh, my very first grandchild. Oh, so excited about that. Now, I do have step-grandchildren that I love and adore, but my son, Logan, actually, who I spoke about on the last podcast we did together, he is, yes, he and his wife are expecting their first child, and I could not be more excited.
0: This is like a whole full circle moment. And you know what? What's so amazing is how available your mom is going to be in this moment. Because, you know, when we I just literally put this up the other day, but I had this vision of like when you carve out the space for your sadness, when you Mm -hmm. carve out a place where your tears can go and you let your tears out, Mm -hmm. what you're really doing is you're carving out a space for joy. Because once those tears spill out, the joy comes in. So your mother right now is carving out a bigger Mm -hmm. space so that she can hold all the joy Mm -hmm. of this grandbaby. So it is going to be incredible for her.
1: I love that. I love how you explain that. It's incredible. Think about that, right? Like the
0: work you're doing with her is going to make her so much more available to all those feelings of joy to for something like that.
1: It's beautiful. And it is generational, even if you just work on yourself, right? Because how I show up as a mom is completely different with my children, right? It has dripped onto them. And then now my precious little, and it's a boy. precious little grandson i know i cannot wait cannot wait
0: i love it well i love that you're reaching through the generations you're literally going forwards backwards you're going you're literally you're transforming and healing the generations going both ways right now which is insane and amazing so i just want to just absolutely (laughs) just celebrate you And who you are. And I just adore you. And I knew this was going to be the best podcast ever. And it is. So I'm so happy. So thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you for having me, Liz. And you know that I absolutely adore you. You are probably, you are the funniest person that I absolutely know. But you also have the biggest heart. You have the biggest heart. And I appreciate that. And the, the difference you are making in the world. It's beautiful. Keep Keep being you, sister. Keep being you.
0: Okay, only if you be you. Okay. (laughs) All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining me today. And remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you enjoyed the show, leave a five-star written review. This is the Conversations with Warrior Wind podcast with me, Liz Swadek. Remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. Bye.